0: Now, this morning, I want to speak to you from the book of Psalm. I'll begin in the 50th chapter. The text is very short this morning. It is uh, the 15th verse, and let me read it out loud to you. And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. The message is entitled, When Trust is Imperative. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. You Remember that song? He will save you, and He will save you now. One of the things that all of us that are believers have got to learn is that Jesus is in control through the power of the Holy Spirit and even the direction of our Heavenly Father And our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has come into our life, changed us, equipped us, and has sent us on a journey. That journey will end when either we go home in death or when the Lord comes back to get us. Listen to the scripture again. And call upon me in the day of trouble, the Lord says, and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me i'm sure today that i'm speaking to a lot of folks that you say you know i'm in problems right now health problems it's just with all we're in the greatest medical center of the world and people are here from all over the world because we have the best of the best but with that being said we have so many dying every day and going to be with the lord We want them to be ready. Amen? Amen. We don't want them to be guessing. We want them to be ready that they know that they know that Jesus Christ lives in their life. So I don't know what you're going through. You you may be going through a relationship difficulty. You may be going through a financial struggle. You may have a rebellious child. You may have experienced some health problems and there's still not the right answers that you want to hear because there's not been a conclusion as to what is the real problem, death. The phones of this church ring weekly. Many, many going to be with the Lord, not only in our own church membership, but members of our families and friends. And we come together and we're reminded over and over and over that life is brief and soon will be passed. And only what's done for Christ is going to last. That's what we're called here to do. That's what we're to do. You can witness in the hospital or you can witness in the church house. I was in a room the other day and the doctor asked us uh, all to leave the room because he was going to tell the patient how sick he was. And he didn't think anybody ought to hear it but the patient. So we stepped out graciously And then when he got through, he came out uh, and said we could come in. So when we came in, I asked the doctor, would he step out? Because I wanted to talk about Jesus to the patient. And uh, when we got through, the patient on the bed said, when I asked him, do you know that you know? And he had got a very grim report. Do you know? that you know that if you die, you're going to go to be with Jesus. And with a loud, strong voice, he said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I'm telling you, we just had a shouting good time. You know, it's good to know that you know. Yes. It's good to know that we are here for his purpose. Yes. And that he, and by the way, I won't tell you, that that man went home at midnight. I mean, they were ready to bury him at 6 o'clock and were sending him home at 12. That's prayer, all right? Don't you ever think God's not wherever you are? Don't you like that song, Wherever He Leads, I'll Go? That's what this is all about. If we're going to trust the Lord, we're going to be okay. If we're going to trust each other, we're not going to be okay. If we're going to go with the times, we're in a heap of trouble. But if we follow Him, everything will Be fine. Now, let's admit to the fact, as nice as most of you look and the smiles on your face, life is difficult. I mean, you you say, how's everything? Oh, everything's going just great. You better think a little bit. Maybe you don't know some things that are going on around you. (laughs) It's not really that good. I mean, every day, the Bible says, is filled with trouble. Trials dark on every hand, and we cannot understand all the ways that God leads us to the promised land. But he'll guide us, and we're going to follow him until the day we die. Adversity can come in many ways and have different emotional results. Some can get angry, some can get quiet, some can get uh, hyper, some can get confused. But in all of that, and difficult as it is, we have our troubles, and then our friends have their troubles. And all of a sudden, it seems like, what am I going to do? And you know what the Lord says? He takes us right back to the day that we gave our heart to him. And that day, if you have given your heart to Jesus Christ, you gave him everything you had and you said, I'm ready to die to self, I'm following you. Wherever he leads, I will go. When we see our loved ones hurt, we hurt. Many of you, many of you in this room right now in the last 12 months have been hurting because somebody you love has been going through some very, very, very difficult times. But we're here today. We're alive today. God is in his heaven he is ready to speak through any of us. He has not left us. He has not forsaken us. One of the worst times of the day, and I don't know why I still do it. I guess I hope it's not a sin. I hope it's really, but I'm curious. But I turn on the news. <laughs> I have yet to be able to stay for the whole 30 minutes. You know, if I get by 10, I mean, I'm so depressed, frustrated, upset. When I find out in Southeast Houston, in Southeast Houston, in Southeast Houston, we had a robbery, had car wrecks, we had murders, we had all this stuff. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, when are we going to get to heaven? All that stuff's going to stop. And the Lord says, when I call you. But in the meantime, you're to be living proof of a loving God to a watching world. You see, the world watches us. A lot of us don't realize that. A lot of us out in the world now, we don't realize how many people are actually watching us. Kathy and I went over on the Trinity River this week at Liberty to meet with a couple that were some of the charter members of Sagemont Church, and we talked for about two hours, Curtis Hortman and his wife, Barbara, and uh, we called him the Jolly Green Giant when he was here, and because he wore a green... We had a softball team and a good one, uh, We just had to drop out because it wasn't very spiritual out there on the foot and on the field Sometime, But anyway, Curtis could stand at home plate and throw the ball across the center field fence, a softball. I mean, he was a strong man, but God came in his heart, changed his life, and he's now in his 80s. And as we sat there and we talked, we wept some of the time, we laughed some of the time. But when we got up to leave, there were four people sitting over at another table. They'd been there the whole time, and they'd been watching us. And one of them, uh, or two of them, uh, the husband and wife, had identified me that I spoke at their church, at Old River Baptist Church, some time back. And they said, well, I thought that was you. And they'd been watching us. I'm just glad we weren't over there drinking beer and cussing. You know know what I'm talking about? (laughs) That, uh, That we were really, really talking about God's business. But that's the way you spread the gospel sometimes, you know. And we just rejoice in the Lord always. But you know what? Even a Christian needs to ask themselves some honest questions. We don't need to play games. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just fine. Don't have a worry in the world. Oh, yes, you do. And you're not near that fine. Sometimes it's good to say, you know what? I'm not sure I know exactly how I am, but I know one that does know how I am. And I know if I'm not right with him, he can get me right with him. Would you pray that that happens? And all of a sudden, God begins to just come alive to you. You you'll find that peace that nobody else can give you. Not any sermon, not any personal word, not any other experience other than a total commitment of your life to Jesus Christ. Even a Christian sometimes asks, "Where are you, God? Where are you?" I don't understand. I can't put the pieces together. And I hear the Lord say to us, just be still and know that I'm God. And I will lead you, and I will provide for you everything you need. God has done that for us individually, and he certainly has done it for us collectively over over a half of a century. When life is going well, we can't ignore the, the words of Solomon. In Proverbs 23, 1 says, You know not what a day may bring forth. Most of us have experienced at least one of those days in a very dramatic way. It might have come from a doctor. It might have come from a professor. It might have come from an employer. It could come from many, many different ways. But there was that moment when you did not know what was going on and God shows up and when he shows up then you know and you're ready to move forward as to what does God have planned life is like a one of these thick curtains that just step by step it opens up and then we get the big picture that's the way life is Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there are that find it, but broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many go therein. We have to stay focused. We have to stay focused. One of the things that I'm saying to every one of you individually, and I want to say to all of you collectively, the future of Sagemont Church rests in this one thing, that Jesus Christ is the sinner, and we understand this is His church. It's not my church. It's not your church. It's not for any age group. It is his church. Amen? Amen. And as long as it's his church, he says the gates of hell won't prevail against it. He says it'll be a foundation that'll be here when I come back again. Don't you hope some people are standing around the cross when the trumpet blows? Maybe having a baptismal service. Maybe a year from now, maybe 100 years from now. But don't you hope? that Sagemont Church, 50 years from now, if the Lord prolongs his return, we will be seeing people saved every single Sunday as we have done for over 50 years. That's what church is. This is his bride. And our problems come, bring them to the Lord. And the best place is to get active in the church. Get in the student ministry, the young ministry, the singles ministry, all of our support groups, ladies' groups, men's groups, Bible study classes, worship services, mission trips, on and on we could go. But what we got to do is understand that God is in charge of his kids. God's people are never immune from pain. Never do we understand everything. But our faith will lead us home. So a natural question is, where is God in all of this? that's going on in our world today. I mean, I can't watch the news without getting depressed. I can't. You know, what I hear and what I see on that ticker tape, just about more than I can take. I mean, the wheels are coming off. A lot of people don't watch the news. They don't even know what's happening. But I can tell you that this message is relevant for this time. We need God to visit us individually and collectively in a fresh way. Our nation needs to hear a word from God. Our churches need to hear a word from God. Our families need to hear a word from God. And we need to hear a word from God individually. Psalm 3210, and you tell me if this is true or not. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass about him. Is there an amen to that scripture? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He is our protector. He is our provider. He is our pilot. He is our leader. He is the one. And all he says is, Follow me. Now, if we're going to follow God, and if we have been following God, adversity is going to come. Jesus faced it all the time. All of our Bible heroes faced adversity, we're going to do the same thing. The devil will continue to attack all of us as long as we live. So the question is, can you trust God when that time comes? The answer is yes, certainly. He will take care of me. So that leads me to another question I want to ask you. Do you have such a relationship with God and such confidence in him that he is with you in the good times and the bad, even when you don't see the evidence of his presence? Can you handle? Do you have enough faith to handle that? And walk by faith and not by sight. Can you be in that faith zone longer than you wanted to be in it? You want to have a short time of faith and a whole lot of seeing, but sometimes it's just the opposite. We have to walk by faith and not by sight, so when we walk by faith and not by sight, we find ourselves following him unconsciously, and God does what he wants to do. When pain comes, heartache comes, it's tough. It is tough. All of us that have lived to adult life know that we have had times in our life When we had to say, why, God? Why? This was going so good. That was going so good. Why? The Lord says, I'll tell you on my timing. Right now, you follow me. Remember, Paul? Three times. Three times he asked God to take away his pain. That's like going to three doctors, you know. And none of them, you're still hurting after all those bills have been paid. But let me tell you something. God doesn't just lay it all out there. He knows how much we can take, and that's all he's going to put on us. But when it comes, we need to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. The writer of Hebrews said in the 12th chapter, verse 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. You remember those spankings? Now, this hurts me more than it's going to hurt you. (laughs) Boy, if there was ever a lie. (laughs) If you had a father uh, that was walking with God, that wasn't an easy moment. I don't remember ever seeing my dad cry during those moments. (laughs) His focus was trying to catch me. I find it more difficult to trust God than to obey him. If God speaks to me very clearly, that's a a slam dunk. But when he doesn't, it becomes a trial. He has spoken, I have heard, I want to follow the Lord, but I don't really understand. And that's the reason that song, but we'll understand it better, by and by, has always been a favorite of mine. We will understand. We will understand. Eyes have not seen. The scripture says ears have not heard what God has in store for those that loves him. God's word is rational. God's word is reasonable when you put it all together. God says some things in the Old Testament, some in the New Testament through the 66 books. You'll find an add-on as you do your Bible study, and even as you go to Bible study in a few moments, There will be things that you will learn today that will help you for the journey that is to follow. But obeying God is worked out in well-defined boundaries while trusting Him is broader. We're always, always coping with the unknown when we walk by faith. We don't have the facts, but we're going to have the faith. And God leads us through it. When we disobey God, we defy his authority and we despise his holiness. Anytime I make a decision or you make a decision, God, I think I hear what you're saying, but I've got something else I want to do first. Let me try this over the weekend and I'll talk to you again Monday. No, God says now, 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 now. God views our distrust just like He does our disobedience. When we don't trust Him, it concerns Him just as much as our disobedience to Him. But when we deal with those things, it's not long that we begin to grow. The psalmist wrote it like this in the 78th Psalm, verses 19 through 22. Yea, they spoke against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rocks that the waters gushed out, and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord heard this. And here's that word, and he was wroth, W-R-O-T-H. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came upon the people of God, Israel, Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. If you are saved, you belong to Jesus. He is in charge. If you allow him to guide you, many problems will be solved. If you say, God, I know you got all these other people got to deal with, I think I can handle it this myself because I've been a Christian for a long time. No every moment you need to know he is in control so let me close with some two or three helpful thoughts number 1 we need to all view our adverse circumstances through the eyes of faith faith and not of our senses let me say that again we must always view our adverse circumstances through the eyes of faith not of sense we must move by faith in everything we face in our life. When we have that faith, that will get us through. If we're waiting for a clear answer that we can understand, we're going to have all kinds of trouble. In Romans ten seventeen, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The best thing you can do when you're struggling is get into the instruction book. Read the instructions. Know this is what I'm supposed to do. If it's that scripture that says, be still. I can hear it. I've tried everything. I've just tried everything. God said, be still and know that I'm God. They said, wait on the Lord to renew their strength. Get on my timing. Yeah, but I got so much I got to do, and I got this to do. God says, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. I've got to be first. You have got to follow me. God is a sovereign God. God has infinite wisdom. He is perfect in his love. And you know what his love does? It always brings to us the best, the best. If we wait on him, he will bring it clear to us but sometimes we have to wait there's a scripture in lamentation that gives many people problems it's in the third chapter verses 37 and 38 who can speak and have it happen if the lord has not decreed it is it not from the mouth of the most high that most calamities and good things come you see when god leads there's the good and the bad and from our viewpoint. We get all excited sometimes, you know, like he's Santa Claus. Oh, this is exactly what I like. Have you ever been at a Christmas party and see somebody open a a present and they say, "This, I wouldn't wear this if I went to a bulldog fight, you know. But you're trying to, yeah, like, mm, mm." no, what's else under that tree, you know, that kind of idea. But when God gets a hold of our life, he just says, be still. No, I'm God. Follow me. I promise you, I know what you know and what you don't know. So what you don't know, I'm going to help you come to know it. But you're going to have to stay with me. You can't say, God, you stay here. I'm going to go do my own thing, and I'll come back if I need you. No, you have to follow him. Remember when Pilate said to Jesus, don't you realize that I have the power either to free you or crucify you? And in John 19, 10, Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. That's where the power comes. All power comes from Him. All hail the power of Jesus' name. When we get that in our bosom, nothing can stop God's will for our life. God always provides the best for us. When we need correction, He will provide it. When we need love, He'll provide it. When we need wisdom, He'll provide it. If we're having trouble understanding things that are sin and the convictions aren't there, He will work that out if you just let Him do it. Jesus experienced the sovereignty of God at the cross. Remember? If it be possible, Father, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, Father, but thine be done. That's the answer, folks. That's the answer. Rather than be offended by God's sovereignty in both good and evil, we ought to be comforted by it. We ought to see that with his power, no weapon that's formed against us is going to prosper. By his wisdom, we will do the right thing. But with his strength, nothing is too hard for us. We can heal our marriages. We can... Change our lives where we are weak if we'll just follow him. King Hezekiah said in Isaiah 38, 17, surely it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish. God uses those times. The worst times it seems, but we finally walk through the valley. And when we get out of the valley, we begin to see, yes, all things work together for good. Number two, and I'll be brief on the last two. God's sovereignty God's sovereignty, is exercised in infinite wisdom far beyond our ability to comprehend. It's, we have to walk by faith. We cannot understand it. Oh, I've seen so many things in my life, and so have you, that I didn't understand. Why, God? Why? Why did that happen? I don't understand. The Lord never did tell me. But I had enough strength in me spiritually to say, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Romans 11, says, Oh, the depth of the riches of his wisdom and the knowledge of God. How searchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. God is so good. The third one, in order to trust God, you got to know him. You know why a lot of people can't trust God? They don't know Him. When God, even to an unbeliever, God can straighten an unbeliever and, and change his life. And it's, I don't understand. No, you don't. None of us understand God until we become His kids, and He lives in us. Then the Holy Spirit teaches us little by little by little by little, but we've got to be intimate with Him, have a quiet time with Him, have a private time with Him, have a time when there's nothing but Him, nothing but Him, and then finally, in order to trust God, we must know Him intimately, and that is the only way we can know Him. We've got to be willing to forsake all and follow Jesus. The night song, verse 10: Those who know Your name will trust in You, for You, Lord have never forsaken those that seek you. It's so clear, so comforting. If you're facing some uncertainties in the future, and all of us are, we need to learn something from this message today as to how we must walk with God, how we must understand if we stumble and fall, be still, he'll pick you up. And he will carry you. But it's his way. I said earlier, I said one more time. How intimate are you with God? How well do you know him? Do you know about him? Or do you know him? And you can know about him. You can be a Bible scholar and know all about the Bible, but not know the author. Do you know him? Do you know him? In Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, they're thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Can you trust him? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Can you at this very moment take a quiet Minute and just let God love on you for a moment. Maybe your heart is broken. Maybe your body is weak. Maybe your relationships are strained. Maybe your bank account is empty. There could be a thousand different things going on. But would you take just a moment today in the quietness and the privacy of your chair where you're sitting now and say, Lord, Speak to me, guide me, help me. May I walk in obedience. May I, Lord, have the attitude that you want me to have towards you and towards others. Lift up your heart to the Lord right now, everyone. If you're watching on television or the internet, you can do this right where you are. Just block out everything. Forget the ball game last night. For those of us in Houston, we're happy, but that's a different world. Right now, at this moment, Lord, what about you and me? What will we do? That's what I want you to ask the Lord. What do I need to do to be more like you, Lord? How can I learn to be a giver instead of a taker? How can I learn to trust you unconditionally? Ask him those questions, and he'll continue to answer them in the minutes, the hours, and the days, and the months, and the years to come if you'll just be still and know that he is God. Father, we love you. We trust you, we will follow you, we will obey you. We will make ourselves available to you. We will let you determine our footsteps. We will, Lord, not let anything take priority over our lives than you. We praise you. We thank you for your blood that was shed on Calvary. We thank you, Father, for raising Jesus from the grave. And, oh, God, I pray that as we wait to hear the trumpet, that when that trumpet blows, that every one of us will be ready to meet you. And maybe it might be a moment when we're telling somebody else about you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.